Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 5, 13 to 16. And then we'll read our anchor scripture and then we'll go into our main message. Message hasn't started, but God will open your eyes in the name of Jesus. And the desire, see, if you want to know the former title of this message, ask my husband. It was not really funky. But then I was like, ah, this thing is too long now. This message is, this, this title is too funky. What's going on? How can I rephrase it? And then it reminded me, I told you the title before. You wanted to do your own thing. Ah. And the title of our message today is The Presence of God. And the reason why I tried so hard to kind of, you know, cancel out that, t- that title or topic is because I was like, do I, like, where do I want to start from with the presence of God? Like, how many years have I even been saved for, like, I don't think I know God enough to preach this kind of message. That's my excuse. And the Holy Spirit yesterday night said, that is the title of the message, the presence of God. So we'll read our anchor scripture for the month, and then we will read our main text, and we'll just, you know, go through, and the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. So whenever, we, you know, like then when we're watching online, I usually like to see the scriptures on the screen. So I hope you guys are doing that for the online people as well. Thank you. So it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled under feet by men. That was not the initial purpose. Listen to last week's message if you want to get the full gist. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine. Before men, so shine. That was two weeks ago. Go and listen to it. Before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word and open our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Samuel 6.16 is our main text for today. Second Samuel 6.16. Second Samuel 6.16. We bow before your throne. We worship at your feet. Okay. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, my own verse is Milka, M-I-L-C-A-H. Why is you guys reading M-I-C-H-L? No? Okay. Saul's daughter, she looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. I'll read it again. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. He was dancing, he was praising, he was rolling around. You know, the king, the whole king of Israel, the nation that was supposed to have this said God, the God who parted the Red Sea. So why is he rolling around? For what? What is, like, why is, why is this so shameless? And she despised him in her heart. Verse 17, please. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Hallelujah. We're just going to be rereading that verse 16 again and say that as the presence of God, if you can go back for me, please, to verse 16. Just rereading it and paraphrasing, as the presence of God came into its dwelling place, which is supposed to be you and I, because the Bible tells us that we are the temple of the Lord. Michael, Saul's daughter, somebody, something despising you, looked through a window, stayed there, and saw the king, you, anybody, leaping and dancing, rejoicing. All of us children of God were here shouting, let God arise, 5 a.m., Tuesday, cell meeting, midweek service, and somebody's just there. What are these ones doing? And verse 17 tells us that whether she despised or not, the tabernacle was set where it needed to be. And if you read till the end, I think verse 30. Do I have it here? I don't think I sent it to you guys. But what happened is that as she despised, when the king finally came home, she came out through the door and said, oh, how glorious was the king of Israel today, dancing unashamedly before the maidens. And the king said, it is before the Lord that I was dancing. Who honored me before? Who honored me above your father? Before him, I would dance and do this again. And her womb got closed. She never gave birth. The only, I think she's the only one in the Bible that never, she never gave birth. There were so many barren women in the Bible. Hannah, the mother of Samuel, like so many barren women. She, she didn't give birth because of her despising. 
So the question to us is, are you despising the presence of God? You're saying in your heart, God, why are they, why are they always so, you know, these Christians, they are too much. And you're a believer. You're a believer. You're saved. You're born again. And you're saying, why are they always so jumping? Why are they waking up every day to pray? What are they even speaking in tongues about? What is this testimony about? How do we know they didn't form it? You go on social media and you begin to follow people who malign your God. You acknowledge those people. You give them reverence. You give them so much room in your life. You give them authority. And you come back and say, oh God, why me? Why you? <laughs> the truth is, you cannot have the same results as people who have invested time in the presence of God. This is not possible. God is not unfair. God is not a man. There is no partiality with God. So if you decide not to stay, it is at your peril. But me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I was listening to, and that's why I told you guys, I'm a disciple of PD. I was listening to <laughs> um, God's honor roll. All the messages on Spotify. Okay. I was talking with someone yesterday and she said she made a decision to listen to two. She's watching. Hey. So listen to two messages then when she was going to the gym, one in the morning, one at night. If she did it this way, she would finish and all that. So people are investing time. Don't think everybody's just Netflixing, you know? Don't think that. Different people are doing different things. And I was listening to God's honor roll. And Pity said that it's not only when, you know, Pharaoh said to Moses, go, okay, you guys go, leave your young ones, leave the herds, the cattle, whatever. And he said, no, everything, all of us were going. Myself, my family, my children, we're all going. Well, nobody's going to be staying behind. We all need to go and worship our God, right? And he said, what do the Egyptians really need cattle for? They are not cattle rarers. So what is he asking them to leave their cattle behind for? So the devil is always looking for a way to tell you, okay, give God everything. Leave your money. Your money, your blood, your sweat, right? You put in all the effort. You wake up in the morning to... You know, commit to work for an hour and you want to go and put money inside where? This men of God, this women of God. To the glory of God, we don't have people like that in KICC. Hallelujah. Yeah, we do not. Praise God. Leave your money. Leave your relationship. When it comes to your investments, I want to invest. I want to blow. I want to, but God, you don't know anything about this. Leave God aside. But God is saying, ah, uh-uh. Before there were investments, who was? Before you you didn't even dream of coming to this earth to begin with. You did not dream it. It was somebody's vision. The Lord, God. So why are you putting him aside at the back burner? Who will save you in your day of trouble? Who? That's the question. Who is going to save you if you put the presence of God at the back? That is your advantage as a child of God. Because you won't go and bow down. We love God so much, but the problem is we are weak. I'm so sorry. Okay, please forgive me. If this is just, you know, shaking tables, scattering everything, basketballs everywhere, please forgive me, okay? It's not not intention. But the truth is that is the only advantage you have as a child of God. You won't go and bow to another idol, consciously, of course. Like, you won't go to a shrine. Where I come from, we have idols for different things. God of thunder, God of iron, God of this, God of that. So you won't take yourself and go to a shrine. If you need something, you say, okay, it's God. But when it's time for you to lay yourself as a living sacrifice on the altar of God, we find it hard. So how are we going to get the results we are saying we really need? God is the only advantage you have. His presence is the only advantage we have as children of God. You cannot. See, the truth is, you cannot live a successful Christian life. You cannot reign in life as a believer. That's just the truth. If you are not actively involved in the spirit of God, his presence. Because you say, oh, um, how about... This X, Y, Z. Is he not the richest man in the world? After all, he's not a Christian. Well, his marriage just failed. Every year when is their wedding anniversary? I'm not calling any names, but I know that their wedding picture. The cake was huge. She was laughing. She was so happy. And then they put a caption. Oh, this, 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 this. It's so nice to celebrate 200, I'm sorry, 20 something, you know, years with you. The marriage has crashed. Your stand. Their marriage is so perfect. Another one. Entanglement. You guys know about it. All sorts. Those are the people you are looking up to. 
and you're saying their life is perfect. After all, they don't have God. You don't know. People are bowing to altars. Child of God, stay. Leave yourself there. Leave yourself there. Leave yourself there. It is either God or nothing. Or nothing. Because we think it is nothing. Every other thing that is not God is nothing. It cannot give you any results. Zero times hundred, zero. Anything that is not God can never multiply you. It will take from you. It will take from you. And we always say, oh, God wants to take my days. He wants to spend all my time. Why do I have to wake up at five? Let me tell you, see. <laughs> me and sleep. We used to have a wonderful relationship. <laughs> oh, my God. The Holy Spirit said to me, he said, let me tell you what slumber is. Slumber is sleeping when you should be walking. Slumber is not just, I can sleep during the day, right? I don't have anything I'm doing. The Holy Spirit has not given me something to do then. But if he says, this is what you need to do, and I sleep then, I'm slumbering. Even though somebody else is sleeping and they're only sleep, and he will give that his beloved good sleep. But you, is slumber. What is your pattern? What has the Holy Spirit said to you? For us as a church, praise God, it's 5 a.m. Every blessed day till Jesus comes. Till Jesus comes. Jesus, we are there 5 a.m. praying. Praying. We are sowing our time. We are sowing the seeds. So, by the next how many few years now? Two years. It doesn't even take God anything. By the time I come now, you know, I'm already getting... To the glory of God, there's nothing. We're not suffering. Praise the Lord. There's nothing. We're not suffering. To the glory of God and to the shame of the devil. There's nothing. By the time we come now, when my husband buys me my range, somebody will say, oh, where did they get money from? Oh, these pastors. Hello, sorry, what do you mean? I stayed with God. He showed me. He showed me where to collect the wealth from. What does the Bible say? He says he will collect it from all of them. All your unbelievers stand. He will take it from them, give it to you. But you are still standing there. You've not gone into his presence. So how can he tell you? When he says, okay, I need you to study your Bible now. You know, when you're always telling you, it's time to study your Bible. Hey, God, oh, but I just wanted to start sleeping. Hey. You've not passed that level. You will continue to be there until you pass it. Then the next storm will come. That is how we accumulate his presence. We've not even gone into the message. Pity, I'm receiving your anointing. <laughs> but the question again to us is, how valuable, like, what does the presence of God really mean to you? What does, what, who is, like, what, what's the value you place on God? What is the value you place on God? What is the value? Because, and when we, you know, did Salt and Light in April, no, um, Love and Light in April, the series, the midweek series, Peter said to us, and one of the scriptures I remember is 1 John 1, 4. And he said, our fellowship is together, but we are fellowshipping unto God. So when we say, okay, it's time for, Peter is really nice. He won't tell you guys all these things. It's time for maybe, you know, come for whatever it is. You know, we're having prayer meeting. We're having let God arise next week, Friday. You think, oh, they just want to waste my time. I want to sleep. And Peter said to us last week, your food is in your house waiting for you. Is there waiting for you. Your food, the blessings that God will give to you is in your home, is in your house. Are you in your house? Is the question, or you've gone? You've gone to town. You've gone to town. And God is saying, ah, this thing PD talked about, you're asking for a solution to XYZ. PD said it last two months ago in the message, Love and Light. But you were not there. That's why I mean, I'm going to go. I'm listening to everything from the beginning. I've entered 2019. Before you know it, I'll reach. I'm listening because I don't. I don't want my food to be missing. Yeah, that's it. And I realized that when you listen to those messages, if you hear any child crying, is real <laughs> She's actually the one. <laughs> don't tell her I said so. She's the one. So I'm going back because I don't want to miss anything. That's the value I place on the presence of God. Because I know I can't go anywhere else. It is God. He's the only one I have. I love my husband, but it's the only God I have. That is it. He's the only one I have. He like, he saved me. He delivered me. I was on, my, on the way to destruction. But he taught me what he said. He pulled me out, literally. So why would I not worship him? As long as I'm alive, nobody will worship you for me. Nobody, nothing, not even stones. That's what the Bible tells us in John. If you cannot worship God, he's able to raise up stones to take your place. I don't want anybody to take my place. And whether I despise the presence or not, somebody will worship God. Somebody will worship him. So if you like, squeeze your face from now to tomorrow. Somebody is there saying, God, I value you. I had an example of two people that gave their lives to Christ. And it was... And it was a real life story, but it was an example given at the pulpit. And there were two. The first one, you know, 
it was always he would come to the altar and just, you know, be there crying, sobbing, just everything, you know, putting his all into worshiping God. He wasn't, like, he didn't do anything in the church. He was just, they would just come worship God. After service, he's just rolling on the altar, crying and everything, just worshiping. The other one was just there pretending, going around, speaking in tongues, speaking Christianese. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with speaking in tongues, okay? But I know a lot of people just do these things religiously. If you don't have understanding, there is no faith. And if there's no faith, there will be no results, okay? So if you want to have results, go and get understanding. The Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. And then by the time they realized, and then the pastor was like, ah, you, you're always just holding on to the four horns of the altar. What's going on? I said, Pastor, I've killed people in the past. I've killed people. I've murdered people. So for you to say God can save me, and I've seen the hand, the result of God saving me, I can't take it for granted. Like, if, if I know you've killed somebody, ha, ah, I don't think I'm invited to my house too, because I don't know. I'm just speaking as a man, okay? As a woman, you know, right? But he said, for God to be able to release me from this guilt, I don't feel guilty, I don't feel anything. Forgive me, really. If the, if the law should find out you killed somebody, there's no forgiveness for you. There's no forgiveness, because it's the law. But God said grace, grace, only in his presence, grace. Only in his presence, grace. Only, only. Let's check those subtle things. Let's check them. Because a lot of subtle things can really put a hamper on the presence of God. God wants to really enlarge us. God wants us. And when you need to know an example of who you should be, go to Jesus. Everything Jesus did is you plus more. Okay? So Jesus did the least. The barest minimum is what he did. And even the barest minimum he did, one of the books, Gospels, tells us that if we had enough books, it will not be enough to record what he did. And Jesus said, greater works than I did, you, every single person here, shall do. But you don't do it by being unfaithful. You don't do it by not valuing his presence. You don't do it by despising God in your heart. By allowing subtle things to creep in. Which is why you need to be careful. Guard your gates, your eye gates, your ear gates. Everybody's doing something. You guard yourself. Not everybody will have the same results. Not everybody's drinking from the same well. Praise God. Another question that I have is, why, is, why was my, my, my cow, Milka, why was she so oblivious? She was the wife of the king, for goodness sake. She knew he had been planning. I mean, she knew. She was living in the same house with him. I know later on he had like tons of wives, but that was the house he was coming to after the ark came. So that's the most prominent house, right? So she must have known he was planning. He was fasting, you know, getting all the Levites and everybody together. So why was she still so oblivious? Why didn't she get it is the question. Why didn't she get it? She lived with him. She stayed with him. Why didn't she get it? Was she not interested? Did he not carry her along? But knowing David, he wakes up early. Oh, the old Psalms, when you read it, you know his culture. He wakes up early to worship, to praise God. So why, why was she not, like, why did she bring this kind of thing upon herself? I'm just going into my note, okay? She sat at the window and despised him in her heart. She sat there. And despised him in her heart. You know you can be looking through the window. You can just be there, looking through the window. I sound like Nigerians, Nigerian mothers. They're just there. <laughs> you are just there. You can just be there, looking through the window and just posing. Everybody's out, you know, everybody's outside trying to, you know, bring the ark in. What can we do? How can I give? How can I donate my services, my life, my whatever? And I just like, hmm. I'm waiting for them. Meanwhile, they are the ones waiting for you. You don't know. And you just stay there. Just stay commenting. Commenting. Just commenting, despising in our hearts. Those who are valuing the... If you don't... Honestly, I'm sorry if this sounds really harsh. But if you don't value the presence of God, you can ask God to help you. That's it. Ask God. And say, Lord, okay, what's really wrong with these people, to be honest? And those are the kind of conversations God wants to have with you. Why are they so crazy for you? Why are they so fanatic? What's really going on? Am I, not, am I missing something? Can, I, can you show me? And the Holy Spirit is so wonderful, gentle, loving. He will show you. Then you will decide whether you want to take it or not. You can only sell. You don't decide who buys from you. 
Um, so let's open our Bibles. Okay, so this is the scripture, 1 Samuel 6, 23. I think I have it. Can we move there, please? First Samuel 6, 23. Okay, so what was happening there was that by the time she finally came down was when she insulted him. I already touched on that. And then this same presence of God that she despised was the same presence of God that was in the house of Ebed, Edom, for three good months. I can guarantee you, if you give God three months of your life from today, and just say, God, today, I want to live sin. I want, and I give you three months, three good months, God. If you don't show yourself, three, see, it takes three months. Just say, every day, five, I will wake up. And if I don't wake up, or maybe because of work or something, I will go back, listen to the 5 a.m. prayer. On Tuesday, I'll be at my cell meeting. On Sunday, I'll listen. Midweek, I'll listen. I give, give God three months. You come back and say, oh, you said it. Your life will turn around. Around. You don't understand. 360. Your testimonies of things like this. That's why we speak based on this. Because if God has done it for somebody before, he can do it for you. He can, and that's one of the reasons why I was just even saying, like, you know, I was just telling PD the other day that I, I really don't want, you know, them to cut out the testimonies from, you know, the service. That's my favorite part, number one. Number two, it will encourage somebody to know that this is what God is doing. If you cut it off, it's gone. But it's on Facebook, right? So if you really want to you know, enjoy the full service, you have to go to the Facebook one. But for those who don't know it's on Facebook, just so they know that, see, God can do it for you. There's nothing separating you from God. It is only if you decide to separate yourself. The Bible in Romans 8, the ending part tells us of all these great and evil, not evil, but like, Shall angels, shall principalities, shall famine, shall peril, shall goodness separate us from the love of Christ? It says, no, never, nothing, but you are more than a conqueror. So you're the only one that can separate yourself from God because it says it doesn't mention you there. And you find that the original plan of God for all of us as his children was to dwell in proper fellowship with him, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden. What did they do? They, with themselves, by their hands, separated themselves from God. So there's nothing. The devil cannot separate you from the love of God. No, nothing. Is if you decide that I think I'm tired now, then you separate yourself. And it's not be our portion in Jesus' name. So Obedidom, so when PK was praying and he said Obedidom, ah, it's like PK, what is this? Did you read did you read my notes? What's going on? Obedidom was not an Israelite. I don't know if we know that. Obedidom the Gittite. Gittite, Gath, Philistine. It was morning glow last month in June. I was listening to Pastor Matthew. I listen to the old morning glow in June, okay, you guys? I'm investing my time. So when I step out, hey, don't beef me, oh, because, hey, you're on your own. Hey, please, dear. Please, you're on your own. I listen to the old morning glow in the month of June, everything. How many hours was that? Maybe at least 20 hours. I listen to everything. That's my priority, his presence. Because I can't do without him. I can't do anything without him. Where do I want to go? Your parents can't help you. They're Nigeria. Okay? <laughs> How much do they want to send you? Exchange rates. Yeah. Oh. Lord, we comfort you in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who didn't get it, you come in person, you get it. Okay? Yeah. They can't help you. Nobody. Your friends. How much can... Okay. I need this, 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 that, that, that. And your friends are, I can help you, but this is... I only have 1K for you. That's all I have. Like, I need one million dollars. I don't have, my dear. I'm so sorry. I can't. And she doesn't have. She's not evil. She just doesn't have it. She wants to help you, but she can't. She desires to. She has the goodness. Who has the goodness that can help you? God. Hey. This is our God. He's too wonderful. We don't need to leave him. Let's hold on to the four ones of the altar and say, God, if I, won't, I won't go if you don't bless me. Where am I going? Where do you really want to go? The God who parted the Red Sea. So what is too hard for him? And he did it again. After Elisha took the mountain of, mantle of Elijah, he parted the river Jordan. He did it before. He can do it again. If God opened the womb of somebody, he can open somebody else's womb. If God, so when it's time for testimony, it's already a part of the service. And I love, I, testimony is my favorite. I love the word, of course, but testimonies is, oh, so amazing for me, fantastic. Because if he did it before, he would do it again. Same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Obedidom was not an Israelite, right? But you, you are even born. The Bible says we've been grafted. Grafted into him. Grafted. You don't know what grafting means. When you want to plant something. For example, oranges, actually, 
When you plant oranges, I don't think they plant them from the seeds. They graft them. So they take like, they call it a sapling. You can Google it, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to be like PD. PD knows a lot of things. So me too, I'm, I'm trying to catch up. See, me, I'm a disciple. Oh, I'm telling you guys, hey. I'm a disciple. I'm trying to catch up on all these things. So it's called a sapling and they just, you know, attach it and then you get your trees, your oranges and all that, etc. So you, you've been grafted into the family of the beloved. Obedidom was not. He was a Philistine. This same Philistine oppressing the children of Israel. Yet the ark of God stayed there for three months. And the Bible tells us that God blessed the household of Obedidom while the ark remained with him. Let me tell you what had been happening with the progression of the ark. The sons of the prophets, Eli, they died. The Philistines, these same Philistines, they captured the ark. And the ark is like a physical representation. It was a physical representation of the manifest presence of God. Okay? So it was the amount of God they needed per time. Right? The Philistines captured it. They took it to the house of Dagon, their God. Dagon fell down flat. What? So what are you standing? Eh? Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> Me, I stand the Lord, though. I stand the Lord and the Holy Ghost. That's my stand. Nothing else. Any other stand can. Yeah, that's it. They're going to have to fall. They were like, no, 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 this is not. They, rose, they brought him back up. In the next day, his arms, everything cut off. It's like, who do you think you're joking with? You can't put the ark of God in the, in, the, in the shrine for what? So when you're afraid, hey, God, hey, I cannot, I cannot do this, I cannot do that. You, because you don't know who you carry. You don't know the presence that is at work within you. The Bible says the Lord has given us the spirit of God as a guarantee, as a down payment for you. So he's with you, he's living in you. Your body is the temple of God. So when you go, like you don't need to be afraid of anything. You're driving on the road, you're just, hey, God, oh, hey, what if, what if, what if what? Uh-huh. And so, so what? Paul said, to live is to your gain, to die is to the glory of God. So, however you win. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> we shall not die but live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. And then after that, they said, okay, we can't, this ark is a problem for us. We cannot. This presence is too mighty. We can't hold this presence. We have to do something. So they called their diviners and all the guys that they know. Like, okay, what can, how, can we, how can we, you know, preserve ourselves? This thing is killing us. What's going on? So they decided to do like, they did, a, you know, milch kind, blah, 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 and the rest. They took the presence of God, sent it, they did their own thing, sent it to one of the cities, Beth Shemesh. Yes, they took it to Beth Shemesh. They took it, they just was happy, hey, the presence of God, the ark of God is back. They brought it down. Guess what? They looked into it. They all died. Because God has said, you can't touch it. You can't touch it if it's not for you. But God has said, you are for me. I've grafted you in. You can handle this presence. So what are you afraid of? Why, why are you saying, God cannot smite you. He loves you. You're his daughter. You're his child. I cannot go and smite my child and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to break your neck today. After carrying her for nine months, how will I do that? Except there's another demonic spirit possessing a person. And that's not God. That's not God. So where did we get this warped mindset of God from? It's from the world, of course. Then we continue to expose ourselves to these things that tell us God is not right. God is not proper. You expose yourself to things that are in, in, in stark, sharp contrast to the word. And you're asking for his presence to dwell. It will dwell, but it can't stay because you are chasing him away. And then after that, they opened it, they all perished. And then they said, who is able to stand against this presence of God? So they, they took it, they sent it to Kiriat Jerim, and it stayed there for 20 years. There's, they, nobody wanted to touch what? Hey? Hey. Nobody wants to die. Hmm. And then after that, you know, David said, it would be a good idea to get the presence of God. I have all the scriptures, you know. I'm just, it's in First Samuel. First, so when you read First Samuel, it's there. When you read First Chronicles, it's also there as well. Anyway. And so he said, who is able to, let's just go and get this presence of God. It's a nice thing. You know, consulted with these guys. He didn't inquire of God, consulted with his guys. So they created a new cart, a new, brand new, fresh cart. They thought because it was new, they didn't have to follow God's patterns. They didn't have to tell, they didn't have to do what God has asked them to do. And so Uzzah tried to help. And the name Uzzah, you know, some people say it means strength. Try to hold the cart. 
he too he perished. And he said, you know what? Who is able to stand? Who is, who? But Jesus said, you can. I've shed my blood for you. Don't ask yourself who is able to stand. I can, you can. I've shed my blood. The blood is calling you. Blood of Jesus washes you, covers you. So don't, don't cage yourself. Don't limit yourself. The presence of God is limitless. And as Peter said, if you want two, you get two. If you want to draw for a million, you will get it. If somebody says, I want to draw for uncountable infinity, I'm going to stretch myself. There's no elastic limits to the presence of God. Is that how much of it you want to draw from that you will? Finally, they said, okay, even David could not bring the ark, this great worshiper. So let us pack this ark somewhere. They decided to pack it in Obedidom's house. Obedidom, the Gittite, he wasn't an Israelite, but he stayed, he lived around there, right? So just me talking about some of the messages just starting. Hey, PD, I've received your anointing. I'm a disciple. <laughs> hey. So what are some of the things, you know, how can we really be able to handle the presence of God? We've, we're coming by the blood, of course. We are grafted into the family of Christ. So how can we handle the presence of God? What did Obedidem know? That even David did not know. Even the Israelites, they didn't know. The first thing is honor. I'm glad. Like honor. Your heart. Your heart. Are you saying, is it not God? Familiarity in Nigeria will say see finish. See finish. I didn't know didn't I grow up Obed the I think the ark actually was in Uza's father's house. That old 20 years. It was in Uza's house. So it was there in his house. So uh, uh, why can't I just am I not trying to help God? The God says you should help him. Doesn't need your help now. Did he not make you? So how does he need your help? It's like saying the car needs you. Doesn't need you. You don't uh, uh, like what's going on? If you are not in the car, the car cannot function. If you are not in God, you can't function. You cannot. First thing is honor. And when we read 1 Samuel 6, 8 to 9. 1 Samuel 6, 8 to 9. Did I send it? I did. Yes, I did. 1 Samuel 6, 8 to 9. 2 Samuel, I'm sorry. <laughs> so it was me. I'm sorry. 2 Samuel 6, 8 to 9. And David became angry. Because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. And verse 9 says, David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? It's tonight. So why are you? Like you can't be afraid. And you cannot be upset. You can't be angry and afraid. Like you cannot. Not even in the presence of God. You must honor God as God. You must honor God as God. You cannot be afraid. Any small thing. God, why? Hey. You're not afraid. Hey. See David here. Worshipper. The old king, and Peter tells us, David was busy. He was a poet, he was a king, he was fighting. He wasn't just sitting down drinking wine. He was busy, and yet every day wake up to worship God. He was busy. But when you're angry and you're afraid, there will be no honor. And when there's no honor, we won't understand how to relate with the presence of God. We won't understand. We need to be able to understand that God loves us, right? But then, in a love relationship, you must still respect people. Like, you can't, I know this, there's nobody wants to hear the word submit. Hey, submit. Is like, hey? It's like sin. <laughs> the Bible tells us you must submit to authority. You must submit to God. But if you don't want to hear the word submit, how will you even submit to authority? That's why you continue to cause to do. You go and coordinate vaccine rollout first. Let's see how you will do it. I'm not saying they're doing the right thing. <laughs> okay? Of course, there are always lapses and everything, but pray for them. Okay, don't just go there and say, hey, Trudeau, X, Y, Z, hey, this, that, that, um, Boris Johnson, whoever, all the guys, you know them now. Buari. <laughs> you guys, I hit a nerve there, right? <laughs> you know, but we must honor. Even if God loves us, we must still recognize he's God. He's a loving father. Your father loves you, you know, but you still know that, okay, this is still my father. Like, he can still caution and discipline me because he has it in his right to do it. And when we honor God, we know that, okay, when I'm going astray, he can still call me back. But if you don't honor God, when he's trying to call you back, and the Holy Spirit is so wonderful, like, he'll just be there like, I need you to fix up here. If you don't listen for the next five years, he's not going to say anything. He won't take his presence from you. If you say this Spot, I don't want you here, Holy Spirit. This other ones, take 90%, 10, just leave it for me. I want to do my way. And you find that it's that 10% that all the problems will be coming from. So honor, we must honor God with our lives. Everything, everything, everything. Do you have a question? <laughs> okay. We must honor God with our lives. 
with everything. We must honor him as the creator, is the God. Uza, I'm sorry, Obadidom understood that. Obadidom must have thought to himself that, see, wait, oh, this thing is killing everybody. I need to fix up. I need to do something different. If not, me too, perish. And so he was like, see, this God of it. And he doesn't, whether you are not a believer or believer or whatever, of course, if you're a believer, then you are in the family of faith. And you know that you have a family in heaven as well. If you are not a believer, you say, I want to know the real God. Because this is one of the things you say, you can say to people at evangelism, right? And they say, oh, um, how do you know your God is real? And then I say to you, if you want to know God, right? And in your heart, you want to know him. Say, God, show yourself to me. And you will come back to Christ and the sacrifice. That is it. But if you just want to know yourself and to do your own thing and yourself is your idol, then you can't find anything. Because God is a searcher of the heart. Search. If you say, God, I know this is my, I'm not a Christian. But this Christian, this seems so bold. What is it? I used to be a Muslim, so just so it puts it out there. I need to, I, I need to know why they're so bold. Why are they so, I say, I want to know you. If you are truly alive, I want to know you. He will show himself to you. And then you will come back, not to church, but to him. Not to church, but to him. But knowing that the church is where his family is. He has his bride. So you cannot despise his bride and think that everything will be going also lovey-dovey for you. It's not going to work. It's true. It's true. So honor. Okay, honor. Honor. We must honor God. We must honor him as God. We must honor him. The second time around in First Chronicles 15, 11 to 13. First Chronicles 15, 11 to 13. First Chronicles 15, 11 to 13, it says that, And David called for Zadok and Abiathar, the priests, and for the Levites, for Uriel, for Asiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, Aminadab. I'm so good, my God. He said to them, you are the heads of the fathers. <laughs> it's because I listen to my audio Bible. So if you listen to your audio Bible, you'll be able to, you know, name some of all these names. Yeah, that would really help. I mean, it's not a requirement for anything. It's just that I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> So he said to them, you are the heads of the father's houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. Honor. You must know how to honor God. Yeah. Honor. Very important. Very important. And you don't honor God by just sitting at the window and commenting. You must step out. You step out, and that's the next point. Number two, maturity by not being childish. The first way to be able to handle the presence of God, you must honor him. If I love boundaries, oh my God. See, once, hey, I have very strict boundaries for my relationships. It's, it's just the way I am because I, I love people so much. Like, you can tell I love people. Like, I'm always looking out for people, but people can be somehow sometimes. And I'm not your savior. And I acknowledge that I'm not your savior. And so if you are not yet at the point where we are not in the same mind, I need to give you boundaries because while you are correcting a brother, Paul tells us to be careful, right? So that you too, you don't go into sin. You don't go into error. So have boundaries, and if I have boundaries, then for goodness sake, God created me in his image. He has boundaries. He won't. And one of the things about God is when you come to him, that boundary collapses because he knows you're ready. And if you decide you're not ready, then it's up to you. Keep going back and forth. God will keep breaking it down for you. It's, that's the way God is. So maturity. Michael Milka, her name. She was at the window, sitting, waiting, despising. When your husband, okay, has gone out for a long time. You don't sit down at the window and just start cussing him and just being like, oh, what this man, this is this man, he's back now. This ark, this, 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 that. That means you don't even really have a relationship. So is he at the window, you stay and you welcome somebody. That's childishness, isn't it? And you can say that she wasn't even ready for marriage. This is not a marriage seminar, but we're just talking about it a little. When you want to welcome somebody, you don't wait at the door. You just be, you're just pressing phone. Oh, welcome, oh, how's your day? Hmm. Pressing. Just ensure that you are you're childish. Because it's kids that will behave that way. Peer pressure, children. As a child of God, for you to carry his presence, you must grow up. And very quickly, let's just see some of the things that happen at windows. Jeremiah 9, 21. Jeremiah 9, 21. It says, for death has come through our windows. He has, ent has entered our palaces to kill off the children, no longer to be outside, and the young men no longer on the streets. See what's happening at the windows. The next verse, 2 Kings 9.30. Just to see some of the things that have happened at windows. Now, when Jehu had come to Jezebel, Jezebel heard of it, and she, paid, she put paint on her eyes and adorned her head and looked through a window. Milka looked through a window as well. So these are some dishonor. 
death at the window. And now let's read John 10, 1 to 2. Most assuredly, Jesus speaking, oh, I love Jesus. I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way. Does that sound familiar to the last two, three verses we read? If you are climbing up another way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Can't stay at the window. You must get up, walk out the door, be mature, come out, step out. Don't just sit down and just be there. <laughs> Pressing phone. <laughs> Just be there. Step out. Step out. Step out. Be mature. Let's read the next scripture. And honestly, as I was preparing this message, Holy Spirit said to me a word here like, if you don't have a family of believers, you will be stunted in your growth. I'll say it again, and that'll be the end. If you don't have a family of believers, you will be stunted in your growth. That is the end. The Lord will give us understanding in Jesus' name. Hebrews 5:12. I'm a messenger, oh, please. I'm just a messenger, please. Nobody should look for me and whatever. Oh, look for God. Don't look for me. I'm just a messenger. Hebrews 5.12, please. You are the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of a living God. Okay, so for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. And then we move on to Hebrews 6 that we're talking about in midweek service about first principles. It will bless you. Please join us. It says, well, by this time, you yourself, ah, you're supposed to be an OG of the presence. Yeah, but you still need somebody to say, okay, um, you don't tell lies, okay? It's not good to tell lies. Um, when you want to take a toy from someone, you actually have to ask nicely. You don't have children, right? Okay. <laughs> and if they say they don't want to give you your toy, what do you do? You have to wait for your turn. You can set a timer. But you know they say, at this time, nobody needs to be telling you that. You should know. Imagine me telling a 20-year-old that if somebody doesn't want to give you something, you don't start crying. Uh uh. For what? Shouldn't you know that already? After 20 years on earth? Really? How many years have you been saved for? Question. Don't answer all because I don't want to know. <laughs> well, how many years have you been saved for? How many years? How many years? Are you seeing the results? Is it commensurate? Is it? I've been saved for 10 years, just if you're asking, just 10 years. And let me tell you. When I realized there's a separate ministry of the Holy Spirit, this was two years ago, I can tell you that those eight years, they pale in comparison to the past two years of my salvation. One hundred times, I can say that boldly because I found that this presence we're talking about is only the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I will send you another comforter. He's not a servant, okay? The Holy Spirit is not a servant. He's not the one you run around. He's not. He's God. And if you're having a hard time believing that, you need to ask God to help you. Because we need to check your salvation. Okay? We have KBI. KBI is a baptismal believing class. So you learn basic principles. So like, we're talking about first principles now. But KBI will take you through what is faith, what is salvation, you know, what is even being baptized all about. Those are those little, little things. It will help you. What is Trinity? Like, did he have, like there's no word Trinity in the Bible, but like, we know the concept, right? So join KBI if you have not. It's online. You don't have to. It's not a class. You do it on your own terms. Just go through it and you finish it and you move on. But you will have learned and gained. So when we're seeing some of all these things, it's not sounding so vague and foreign to you. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. How many years have you been saved for? Can you really say that you carry the presence of God? Can you say it? Even me, I can't. My mouth is too heavy. I don't know if I can say it. But then at least you will know. You'll be able to command results. When somebody comes to you with their problem, you can minister life to them. I think the question is, are you ministering life to people? Are you? That's the question. Galatians 4 verse 1, please. I don't know if you guys were born in Christian homes. I was not. Christian homes, I was not. I was not. I was not. Honestly, I was not. I don't even want to talk about my family's religious backgrounds and every other thing. But I wasn't born a Christian. That's to show you that, like Obedidom, God can separate you. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. Doesn't matter what you've done. Are you ready? Is the question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Galatians 4.1. And Lord will help us to stop chasing shadows. Because Milka, she was the daughter of a king. 
She was rich. She was wealthy. She had rubies. She had pearls. She had everything. When it was time for lunch, um, the Bible tells us in, I can't remember which of the books now, but it tells us that when it was time for lunch in Solomon's house, what oxen's dozens, one, I know what a cow can do. One cow, at least back in Nigeria, if you buy a cow, uh -uh, you can feed a thousand people with one cow for lunch. At least a thousand people. So they're killing not one, not two. So she came from a royal family. So was it like what really made her despise the presence of God? Was it her riches? What didn't make like why didn't she grow up? She was in David's house. Why didn't she grow up? Why didn't she grow up? Galatians 4 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from his slave, though he's a master of all. So whether whether you own everything, Jesus said all all things are yours, right? Pity said to us last week, all things are yours. But if you continue to remain a child, then you can't walk into it. Because God will not give you something that would destroy you. God will not give you anything that would destroy you. So if you remain a child, then you stay at the child level. Then we are saying, okay, don't do this today. When you want to do this, this is what you do. And then after a while, we begin to teach them concepts. If somebody does this, I tell my children, if somebody is not nice to you, don't be their friend. Love them, but they are not your friends. It's true. You need to learn it early. If somebody is not being nice to you, don't patch it. They are not your friends. That is what it is. Somebody who looks out for you will be kind to you. And anybody that is not nice to you, please, you can love them, pray for them. Jesus loves everybody. You love everybody, but they can't be your friend. Okay? Yeah. So, if you're a child, you can't. God will not give you anything that will destroy you. God will not. And the fourth thing. So we said, number one, honor, maturity. Okay, the third thing. Maturity, honor. The third is Genesis 18, verse 19. Genesis 18, verse 19. says, For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. God is speaking of Abraham here, that I know him. He will command his children and his household after him around the way of the Lord, to do righteousness, to do justice. Obedidom was not living alone in that house. He had a household, and the household was blessed as well, all the while that the presence of God was with them. So he taught them and said, see, guys, I don't want you to destroy my life, my career. It's a life or death matter. So everybody behave yourself, please. This is what we are doing in this house. And if you cannot, please, I beg you, leave my house. Because one person can cause a problem. Please, Joshua 7.1. Joshua 7.1, very classic. Achan, he took of the accursed thing. The Bible tells us that he took of the accursed thing. Before then, they went to Jericho, and the Lord said to them, don't take anything. I am breaking this thing down, starting all over afresh. The foundation, scatter it. Everything, don't touch anything. Don't take it. That's not where your wealth is coming from. Don't touch it. Joshua 7.1. And so you find that Achan took some, oh, wow, these garments, they look nice. This silver, it looks nice. Thank you. But the children of Israel committed a trespass. It's the children of Israel that committed this trespass. It was one person, just one man, Achan. What did I do? Your associations is what you did. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding their cursed things. For Achan, the son of Carmine, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, eh, this girl is good, took of their cursed things. So the anger of the Lord burned against the children of Israel. What did they do? Nothing. The association. He was there when they said, don't do this. So who are you even associating with? You, the people, you. Birds of a feather, they flock together. What that means is the same species move around together. Doesn't mean like if you like it's just it just means the species, okay? It's not like if you go and color your feathers too, then you can join as a species because they have similar habitats, similar training, similar everything. Saying here that Achan took the thing, but the Bible is telling us the children of Israel committed a trespass. What did they do? They didn't do anything, it was just the association. Didn't do anything. So are you commanding your household? Are you able to tell them that this is what we need to do? Oh no, is in this our house. We don't dishonor people, we don't speak evil against anybody. Are you, what, what, are, what are the principles in your house, in your home? Or you just casualize everything? Because the day the blessing will come, it's one, it just takes one person to scatter it. One person. Just takes one person that lacks understanding. Just one person. 
Lord give us understanding and help us, honestly, because I've realized and I've come to know that God's grace is available for everything. If I say, Lord, I need this, ah, I'm so I'm struggling with this. Grace is what you need. Not it's not that thing, it's grace you need. Grace multiplied December 2020 series made we go and listen to it. I told you guys I'm a disciple. Hmm. When these angels are coming with the blessing, they cannot miss, they can't pass me by. That one is for sure. Because my investment is calling them. So even if they didn't have any package for me, they will come. Because I've invested time. That's just it, honestly. That is the way of the kingdom. That is the only way to fly. That is the only way to fly. That is, as a child of God, there's no other way for you. And the earlier we realize there's no other way for us, the easier it makes our, you know, the school of the spirit. It makes it easy for us. Because you don't have anywhere you're going. Your parents can't help you. I've said it. They're in Lagos. They can't help you. So what really kept Joseph in the prison? Despite being forgotten, what really kept Joseph? What actually kept him? This guy promised him heaven and earth. I will remember you. Oh my, this dream you said to me, so lovely, so fantastic. I remember you. But what really kept Joseph in that prison? It was the presence of God. Even in the prison, they made him the head. You know, why? Let's not talk about that now. But some of us will say, okay, is God not with him? Why did God allow him to go into the prison? Why did God allow him to be a slave? Why did God this? Why did God? And the problem is we're asking too many whys. You know, we're asking too many whys. Just let the Lord be beside you. Then the why does not, the what, why, who, where, when, doesn't matter. As long as God is with you. Doesn't matter the answer, doesn't matter the question. He's there, he will bring you out. He will carry you through. You brought us this far, and you carry us through. How did Joseph, how was he able to say no to Potiphar's wife? He said, I can't do this against God. Ah, I know God is with me. If I commit this fornication with you, God is here. His presence is so valuable to me. I can't do this. It's not even about Potiphar. To hell with Potiphar. Okay? <laughs> it's not about Potiphar. It's about the presence. What is the value I place on the presence of God? Or is it just casual? I don't even get it. So if you are in KICC, you know we enjoy the presence of God. We enjoy the presence of God. God has honored us with his presence. It is amazing. It is, it is amazing. And I am just so grateful to God. I am a family of the beloved. Okay? The next thing. Rahab. We're talking about Jericho again. Rahab was, you know, the harlot, prostitute. Hey, prostitute. Oh my goodness. She's doing wrongs. Hey? The rest of them died. She didn't die. Okay, what runs means in Nigeria, if you're not Nigerian, runs means like, you know, like, you run, yeah. <laughs> so, like, some people, you know, like, sell their bodies to men, and that's what, like, they do for a living. So, like, but not prostitution. This is, like, on a big class, like, we're talking politicians level, that kind of thing. So, that, because Rehab was on the city, the city wall. You don't just get to be on the city wall by just being a nobody. You don't. She was there. She, she knew her onions. She knew what she was doing. But what made her believe? She said, I sense something different about these people. They are strangers, but I sense something different about them. And she said, it is your God I'm going to swear by, not even you guys. I Not my own God, not my own idols, but your own God that parted the red sea. The fear of you is upon all of us. It's on all of us. We just don't know how to say it. We're afraid of you guys. And because of that, you've, I will keep you guys. And because of that, you must, you must keep me too. She's in the lineage of Jesus. Ron's girl, prostitute. You hear that, you're like, hey, prostitute, oh, hey, we, we are the only ones. God does not care about things like that. Once you come to him, he wants to mend your life. This is who you were. I can make you a king and a priest. That's what he's saying. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. How does it, like, God is not shallow like human beings. We see somebody, we're already judging them. Oh, because they don't have a Chanel double flap, 2.55. You're already like, hey, this one is not in my class. God is not like you. God is not shallow, okay? Sorry. God is not shallow. And the rest of us that God has picked up, he will lift us up. The Bible says he can raise beggars. He will lift you, become a king. Raise, you, you, all you need to do is value his presence. All you need to do is value his presence. He says, come out from among them and be separate. Come out, come out, come out through the door. Be separate. Stop staying at the window. Come out, be separate. Value my presence. Allow me to change you. Allow me to change you. What is the value you place in your pre- on his presence? We've said all these things. Christ is what you need. You don't need any Christ or nothing. Every other thing is in the group and classification of nothing. Because if you put 
your trust in it. Some place their trust in chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down, but we are saved. Everything else is nothing. Everything else. That's why we accumulate it. We just keep accumulating his presence. This is where the presence is we are going. This is where the presence is we are going. 5 a.m. we are there. We are yawning, but we are there. Yeah. We are tired from work, but we are still there. Tuesday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m., everybody is tired, but we are there. We are there. It's not because... It's not because I'm a cell meeting teacher, okay? I love my cell group members. We have so much fun. But it's not because... But we are there because we know we have to accumulate his presence. So that on the day of battle, ha, ah, on the day of battle, is what you've been doing in the past. The training, Olympics is on, right? They didn't just, I'm sure they were happy with this extra part. I don't know if they were happy. I don't know. But if it's me, whenever they give like extension for exams, I'm always so excited because it's like more time to read. And to just try and cover a lot of things. So it depends on who is what. Some of them probably will be happy. Like, okay, let's try and practice some more. So that by the time we come in the Olympics, you know, they're still calling it Olympics 2020. But we're doing it 2021. This is one extra year to practice some more. They can accumulate. It's like you keep training. The Olympians don't just wake up a month before, a year before, and start training. No. Some people have been training since they are children, two years old. They are swimming. Swimming for what? <laughs> for the Olympics. Yeah. So that on that day, when they get there, Olympics 2020, you will not be failed. Your hand will not fall. It means you will not be disgraced. Mm-hmm. So that the day you are looking for, okay, God, what is the wisdom and solution I need? Crickets. Crick, 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 crick. Because you don't even know how to even, how do you even, God. Holy Spirit, help us. Please just pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Just talk to God this morning. Okay? And just say, Lord, I need understanding. Because if you don't have understanding, all these things is like, you don't get it still. You won't still get it. When you say, Lord, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. Please help me to get it. I want your presence. It's, I want to value your presence. Help me. Help me to value your presence. I've tried on my own. It's too much. Too much error. Too much disappointment. I'm tired. I need you, Lord. I need you. I want to begin to see results in my life. I don't just want to be doing X, X's and O's, trying to many, many, many more. Which one? No, I don't want that for myself. That's not what you want for me, Lord. I want to value your presence. I need you, Lord. Help me. I want to be like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. I want to be like Mount Zion. Cannot be moved no matter what. Help me to grow. Help me to grow, Lord. Help me to grow. I don't want to just sit down at the window, dishonoring everybody, speaking evil, just living life casually. Help me, Lord. Enough window therapy. Enough. I step out. I step out. I, st- I will stop making excuses. Excuses are a way the enemy is robbing us of our blessings. Ah, I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. I don't have mm, this one. And you don't know your words of your mouth are powerful. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have. Yeah, calling it. Ask the Lord to help you. Excuses. 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 Ah. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us. Hmm. We want to run. We want to run. We want to fly. We want to soar like eagles. The Bible says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They can never be tired. You continue to run. You continue to fly forever. No fuel, nothing. The Spirit is fueling you. It's burning within you. Charging you. Giving you the energy you need consuming you. You don't even know what's going on. You just know the Spirit. And it will lead you to your place of destiny. Lead you to your abundance. Take you to your wealthy place. The Bible says, my, my path is dropping with fatness, abundance. Would you, you, you... Hey, walking on gold, my God. Only God can do that for you. Only God. Help me to value you. Help me to honor you. I want an intimate relationship with you. And if you're here, you're not saved. You don't even know anything about this Jesus. Or you're listening to or some other time. And you are saying, okay, you've said all these things. They, something within me was, you know, something within me was staring up. But I don't know how to take it. The next step is to accept Christ. The next step is to accept Christ. The next step is to rededicate your life and say, God, I am giving you. I want you to be my savior. Jesus. Jesus. Is Jesus calling you? That's staring up. You were feeling it. It's Jesus that is calling you. Convicting you. Telling you that this is what you need to do. Enough. 
I need to bring you out. I want you to do great and mighty things, but you're limiting yourself, staying at the window. If you'd like to give your life to Christ, just say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, accept me. I, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I acknowledge. But I want to live your life. I want to live my life for you. I want you to change me. I want you to rearrange my life. I want you to, I want you to live within me. Jesus, I accept your sacrifice on the cross. I accept and I know I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe you help me. Help me today. I don't want to go back. I don't ever want to go back to Egypt. I want to stay in the family of the beloved. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you said that prayer, please, there's an email saved at kicccanada.ca. Saved at kicccanada.ca. Please send us an email. Thank you guys so much for listening. God will bless you. God will honor you. for Thank your you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.